Good morning, good morning, good morning. I realized now that I think I was on mute when I did the introduction. Uh, sometimes that happens with technology, especially when I got so caught up into listening to Pastor Chris as she was worshiping this morning. So if you can hear me, uh, let me know in the comment sections. I'll give it just a second to make sure. Uh, so if not, we can figure out all the technicalities before we start the broadcast. Can you guys hear me? Good. I see you guys are telling me where you're from. You're saying hello. Listen, let me just say this. I am Pastor Edwin Strickland. This is my beautiful wife, Pastor Sean Strickland, and we are excited to be here with you this morning. One of the things that we are most excited about is the number of new or first time visitors that we have. So if you are a first time visitor, it's your first time uh, watching our broadcast. In the comment section, say something, let us know. We have some virtual greeters who will be happy to welcome you to Fellowship of Champions. Uh, we're just excited about everything that God's going to do in your life today. With that being said, we're gonna ask you to please, please share this broadcast, share it to your page, share it with your friends and family, tag them and invite them in. Let's do some social media outreach this morning. Also share it to any groups that you have the permission to share it to. And most of all, let's see those hearts and those likes. Let's give us some hearts and some likes so we can get the energy up in here. I believe we have a dynamic word for you this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I'm super excited today. Um, listen, God is just a good God. So we want to do some announcements. And then we're talking about, um, we're, you know, we're still talking about the foundational principles of faith. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, listen, last week was fabulous. But let me do the announcements before I talk about <laughs> yeah, that. Once you start right, talking right, about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but so um, on so this week, there's no Mindset Monday. I'm taking the week off. Oh, okay. No Mindset Monday this Monday? No Mindset Monday. All right. No watch, Mindset Monday. Watch the old one. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then Tuesday night, it's prayer. Something supernatural happens when we pray. We believe that. It's our expectation. Um, prayer is a wonderful gift that God has given us. Absolutely. And we can participate by, br we can bring heaven into earth through prayer. Amen. How dope is that? That literally prayer can make your kidneys function yeah. and prayer can give you a new heart and prayer can release um, blockages that have been in your life. There's something supernatural that happens when we pray. When I was younger, I heard somebody say one time that prayer is a bridge between two realms. Oh yeah, that's good. It's a bridge between two realms. It allows us to be in heaven, but to access I mean, to be in earth, but to access heaven at the same time. And the truth of it is, is that we are dual citizens. We are. We the have Bible dual says citizenship. That, um, the Bible, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But the Bible also tells us that we are seated in heavenly places mm. in Christ, which is why we have the ability to know what's going on in heaven, because we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, which is what the Bible says. The right? folks say we look good this morning. I mean, I just can't help to read the comment, though. So, Ooh, you're so <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead. But it's what so the folks say. It's what the folks say. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. And so join us for prayers um, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. One of our prayer leaders will be praying and we just believe something supernatural happens. When we pray then on Wednesday. Um, it's going to be um, Pastor Ralph teaching Refresh Bible Study, which has been so good. Um, it is um, he's been teaching us just how not to get weary and well doing. Mm -hmm. And the truth of it is, is that that's really one of the problems with many believers. They don't have any endurance and they don't have any discipline. And when times get tough. Um, they give up on the word of God. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, and then on Friday, no, Thursday, which is Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. Chris is going to be doing Chris and Valley are going to be doing Christmas um, 
Christmas melodies at 7 p.m. And so I definitely central want to standard central time. standard time for the record. All of our times are right, central standard right. because we live in central standard time. Right. right. And so we're really excited about this week. And then we'll be right back here on Sunday. I um, hope you have a Merry Christmas and remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes. And I just want to say this about Christmas. You know, one of my favorite every year, our family tells the Christmas story. You know, we talk about what Jesus did. But one of my favorite things is when, um, in Luke 145, it says there shall be a performance mm. of these things because she believed talking yes, about Mary. And so I am telling you, which is going to lead us into these foundations is that there shall be a performance. Amen. If you believe, if you believe, if you believe, the Bible says all things, all things are possible, are possible. to who? Those who believe to those who believe, to those who believe. So believing the qualifier, believing is the qualifier. Not your education. Not your race, not your gender, not how much money you make. The qualifier is do you believe? Or as our spiritual mother says, do you take God seriously? seriously? Do you take God seriously? There shall be a performance. So y'all put in the comments, there shall be a performance for the believers. Mm -hmm. And so listen, okay, I'm going to do it to you before you do it to me because I want to say something first. So okay. you go ahead and pray this morning. So okay. then you pray okay. and then I, I got something. Absolutely. Okay. Come on, let's pray this morning. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to come and to sit around your word. We thank you, God, that you've been so good to us, even in the midst of a global pandemic. Father, we thank you that you have kept the partners of FOC, the friends and family of FOC, and even the friends and family of those who extend beyond FOC. Father, we thank you that you're word tells us that all things are possible yes, to them that believe. Yes, we thank you, Lord, that your word says that thank when we you, come Lord. to you, we must come to you believing that you are who you say you are. It is how we get to please you. So, Father, we thank you that your word trains us. We thank you that your word anchors us. We thank you that your word allows us to be anchored in the things that we are believing you for. We count them as done and we give you praise for it right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray today that something be said or done that every hearer on this broadcast who's here live will feel the tangible presence of you in their home, in their office, in their car, wherever they're watching from. And we declare that that same anointing will be on the replay for those who will see this all across the United States and even across the world. Father, there is none greater than you. And we submit to you and we honor you and we love you and we give you all the praise. And we thank you for all that you've done in 2020. We thank you for how you're going to finish 2020. And we thank you most of all for the greatness you'll do in 2021. We come with a spirit of expectation. The Bible tells us that our expectation is from you yes, and God. you alone. Thank and so, God, we don't care what the economy says. We don't care what doctor's reports say. We believe you. We declare that there will be a performance of the thing that you have said for our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus name. And everybody ought to give God some praise, some hearts, some claps, some shouts, whatever you got to do to declare that you believe there shall be a performance of it. Amen. 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 Listen, I can pray. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can pray, babe. It's just take this 13 seconds, you know, because all y'all are a part of FOC now. Take this 13 seconds and praise God. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to you about something that I think is so incredibly important to the walk of faith. And part, I, I believe it's incredibly important to the walk of faith 
how we respond to the voices God sent us. Mm, okay. How we respond to the voices that God sent us. Mm -hmm. Now I want to start in Ephesians four because I mean, yeah, I want to start in Ephesians four and in Ephesians four is this whole thing. Uh, this this whole scripture about how it's we one in the spirit, one body, one spirit, even as though we are caught one hope in our calling. But it's talking about before Jesus goes back in verse eight, it says, wherefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now that he ascended, what is it that but he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens that he might feel all things. And he gave some. He's already telling us that he gave gifts. So he begins to tell us what these gifts are. Apostles, prophets, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. And he tells us why he gave us these gifts. He gave us these gifts for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now the perfecting of the saints means the maturity of the saints. Mm -hmm. So it says he gave gifts, right? Now, before I go any further, I want to say that one problem in the body of Christ that impedes people's faith is that they do not see the fivefold ministry gifts as gifts, right? They see them as personalities, but they do not see them as gifts. Okay. He said, I gave you these gifts for your perfection. Now think about this. God so wants you to be able to live this John 10 and 10 life, right? That he literally calls people, puts gifts on the inside of them, and the gifts on the inside of them are actually for you. Mm. So the gifts on the inside of Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia is actually for us. Mm -hmm. And the people who are called to us, the gift that's on the inside of us is actually for them. For them. So if we don't properly discern the purpose of a gift and we either are too common with them, too casual with them, or we just become fans and don't understand that literally what's coming, what comes out of Pastor Cynthia's mouth, mouth, what comes out of Pastor Tony's mouth, it's for the changing and the betterment of our lives, mm -hmm. right? And and even when you get to have opportunities to have relationships with people, it's a dangerous thing to forget that someone is your gift. Mm -hmm. And so he says, for the perfecting of the saints so that we would mature, so that we would grow up, so that we wouldn't always drink milk, so that we wouldn't always be going around the same mountains and the same cycles and those things for the perfecting of the saints. Right. Then for the work of the ministry, because there is ministry work to be done yes. and there are still people who need to be saved. Mm -hmm. There's still people who need to be healed. There's still people who need to be delivered. There's still businesses that need yes. to be formed. Yes. There's still scholarships that need to be yep. paid for. Amen. He says, so for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, for the body of Christ, that we would all be edified, right? Till we all come into the unity Unity. Somebody say unity. Unity. Unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and from carried about with every wind and doctrine by the slight of men and cunningness, craftiness, where they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Mm. Here's what I want people to understand about faith. Your ability to walk in faith and grow in maturity 
is going to be directly proportionate to the gift you are connected to and how you receive that gift. Mm. Not just who you're connected to, who your pastor is, but how you respond to that gift. Right. And so he says, why? That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and from. So I wanted to use this example. You gave us a word in November of 2019 mm -hmm. and you told us, you said it's the year of great harvest. Yes. You also told us how we were going to get there. Mm. You told us that we had to align come into alignment with what God was saying mm -hmm. and doing. We had to agree, mm -hmm, right? With his word. With his word. And that would produce the advancement, i.e. the harvest, mm -hmm. the breakthrough, the things that we needed in our lives, mm -hmm. right? That word right there for those partners who received it, and even some people who didn't, who aren't partners, literally people received this word from all over the world. Right. They, right. Not everybody who went right. to church. Right. And the interesting thing is that it's people who go to church with us and love us, but they didn't receive right. this word. Right. So, so, and so it says, why, why did he give us a gift? Why did he give us a gift of someone who would release a word like this to us? Why? So that we could be perfect and that we wouldn't be tossed to and from by everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. And so he says, I'm going to give people who have words for your life. But if you don't properly discern them as people as having words for your life and you think they're just talking or you think that because you are so cool with them, that it's something else for you or you think that you don't have to receive it, then you're not going to mature. Mm -hmm. And then when life happens, you're going going to be tossed to and from. Mm -hmm. He says, but I don't want you to be tossed to and fro anymore, carried away by every wind and doctrine, by the slight of men, by the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, yes. right? But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him. Who is him? Christ. So everything the people who are called to do, our whole assignment is about helping people grow up into Christ. Right. It's not to make you a better version of yourself. It's not to help you just produce your own dreams and do what you want to do. And it's also not to tell you things that tickle your ears when there are other things that you need to hear that would actually strengthen your faith. Absolutely. And so when and I was thinking about this because there's another scripture. But before I use the other scripture, I want to talk about this. It's like last week you dropped this word on us that was so profound so many people spoke reached out to me about it when you said your trauma is not an excuse for your disobedience yeah. now that's a heavy word and if you're immature and still on milk it seems incredibly rude yeah. how can you say you don't know what i've been through I don't have to know what you've been through to know that God still expects your obedience. Mm -hmm. Tell your neighbor, say, God still expects your obedience. God still expects your obedience. Not only does he expect your obedience, he graces you to obey, and then he rewards you for obeying. Amen. Now, what kind of system is that? That he says, listen here. I know you've been through some things. I know some people lied on you. I know you were disappointed as a kid. I know things didn't always work for you. I know somebody left you. I know you got fired. Right. I know you made some mistakes, but none of that is an excuse for your disobedience. True. And I need you to obey because in your obedience carries great reward. Mm -hmm. 
And I was so blessed by that. So then let's go to this other scripture that ties in right back with re receiving the gifts. We're receiving the gifts of the men and women that have been, um, because the truth of it is you don't have to know someone to receive the anointing on their life. Right. You don't ever have to meet them to receive the anointing on your life. When you can begin to recognize that God has raised up someone to be a gift to you, you can sit under their teaching and begin to receive what's on their life. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to second Chronicles, which is the scripture that we really always use when we talk about this, it says now the context of second Chronicles is that they're, they're, they're being chased by some enemies and there's some enemies that want to take them out and they don't know what it is that they're supposed to do. And they send for a prophet. What's a prophet? One of these gifts. They send for this prophet. And when they send for the prophet, he tells them, hey, you're, you don't even have to fight in this battle. And then he gives them a weird instruction. He tells them to send Judah first. Mm -hmm. Insanity that you have people with spears and shields and and bows and arrows. And what you're going to do is send the praise team. We got all of these enemies in front of us and we go send Chris and, and Tanya and Tamara and Kedron out first, right? And now they've got a choice to make, yeah. right? Now they've got a choice to make. Are they going to do what the prophet is telling them, right? Or are they going to do their own thing? Now, thank God they did what the prophet mm -hmm. says. But in 2020, it tells us this. It says, and they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, mm -hmm. O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe and re remain steadfast to his prophets and you will prosper. Mm -hmm. And this is so important that believers understand. You can be a born again believer on your way to heaven and never prosper in any area of your life because you don't properly receive and respond to the gifts that he has given you, mm -hmm. that he has given you. And I think that this is important because we are now saying that this is the, the season of great harvest. It's the season of great harvest. You've given us a word where you told us, hey, God says, stay steadfast, stay firm. Don't get moved off of what you're about to see. Now, here's what he's saying. You now have a prophet. You now have a man and woman of God are standing up in front of you that says, listen here. We're not sure in the natural what's about to happen in the economy. We're not sure in the natural what's about to happen in a pandemic, but we got a word from heaven. Mm -hmm. And what heaven says is that for those who will believe you, this is your season of great harvest. Mm. You are going to prosper. In fact, one of the things that you say in the word, you use 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Yep. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. You said, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, with all, all we have going on for us, be steadfast, unmovable, secure, and firmly planted. Mm -hmm. What I want to challenge you guys to do this year is don't start out strong and then get moved. Mm -hmm. Don't start out excited. It's my season of great harvest. And then you spend so much time watching TV that now you like, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. He says, live your lives with an unshakable confidence, yep. always abounding. And this is what he says. Your confidence is going to keep you doing the work of God. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep you doing the work of God, um, abounding in the work of the Lord. We know that we prosper and excel in every season. How do we prosper and excel in every season? By serving. By serving 
serving the Lord, the Lord mm -hmm. by serving the Lord. So he said, listen, and there are many of you, um, you know, and not, I know that there are people who go to church all over. I mean, they go to other churches. So I just want to say this. Understand this. When when your man and woman of God, your man of God, your woman of God, when they know how to believe God and you stop the service of tithing. You stop the service of giving. You stop the service of doing the things you're called to do, coming to church and stuff. You only hurt yourself. Right. Because God doesn't allow anything to be missing and broken for the people who have chosen to believe. So he says, we know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord, because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive and not a waste of time or effort. Mm -hmm. I want you to say to your Facebook people that you're going to church with this morning, serving God always pays off. Mm. Serving God always pays off. But then, because this ties into faith to me, because people see faith as this abstract separate thing, mm -hmm. right? Now our pastor has come and said to us, the apostle of our house has come and said to us, guys, hold on to the word. What's the word? It's the season of great harvest. Mm -hmm. What's the word? Alignment and agreement will produce advancement. So then I must fortify myself in that word and refuse to be moved no matter what I see. Mm -hmm. No matter what I see. No matter what I see and what's got to happen, like there's so much you say in this prophetic word that you may want to talk about. But I want to make this connection that when we get a word, faith starts where the will of God is known. So now we have a word that tells us the will of God. It tells us, I don't care what the economy is. I got you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the pandemic does. I got you. I don't care what it looks like. I got you. And so the question becomes whether you're going to believe God or believe something else, mm. because if you believe God and let me tell you something, you cannot believe God without believing those he sent his gifts. That's right. You cannot believe God without believing those he sent his gifts. Then God gave me a word that went along with your word where he says, listen, I'm I'm releasing strategies that are going to lead you through the next seven, 10 years. Mm -hmm. There's going to be simple instructions, seemingly insignificant instructions, but they are going to preserve you in the same way that I preserved Joseph. So God is literally pouring revelation over us. But here's the question you got to ask. What are you doing with the revelation? Mm -hmm. Because if you get the revelation and then you don't anchor yourself to it right then what happens when trouble comes you go back to ephesians and you act like little children and you're tossed to and from so here's a practical example i was thinking about we're looking at if you're in if you're watching us from america you know that right now they're talking about the works of another another economic relief plan right but if you look at the economic relief plan i was reading it this morning there really is no relief and so you've got to decide, is your relief going to be tied up in what the government is going to give you? And I said, to, I said to you this morning, babe, I said, you mean to tell me that we have a system of seed time and harvest, a system that at a minimum guarantees a 30 fold return, 30, some 30, some 60 and some 100 fold. So at a minimum, there is no entity in the world that can guarantee you a 30-fold return at the minimum. But God says, if you will trust my system, I guarantee you at the minimum, it's a 30-fold return. And you're going to tie your life and your finances up in whether the government is going to give you $600 or not. Yeah. Some people are. Some people, no, some believers are. Yeah. 
some people who go to Fellowship of Champions, some people who are watching this broadcast, you're going to tie your financial prosperity. You're going to tie whether you can pay off mm. your debt, whether you can get a house, whether you can get a new job. You're going to tie it up in a system that is fallible by fallible men when you got the almighty God who has said, if you will serve me and invest in my system, I can cause you to prosper even in famine, even in drought. He says, I am the God who can make a river in a desert. Mm -hmm. I am the God who can make stuff grow in a wilderness and you're going to put your trust in something carnal and natural and subject to fail. Don't do it. Why? Because we already have a word. It's the reason that he says in first Corinthians 15 and 58 to live your life with an unshakable confidence. The reason he said to live it with an unshakable confidence is because it is possible to live it where your where your confidence is shaken. Come on. And so the reason he tells us to live an unshakable life is he's trying to get us into the same mindset or the same mode that Abraham was in. Come on. The Bible tells us in Romans, it says that Abraham uh, staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strong in his faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God has promised, he was faithful to perform. Here's what God wants us to understand. There is no other system that, that is guaranteed except for the kingdom of heaven. Come there on. is no other system that has, ne the, the kingdom of heaven has never seen a recession. It's never seen. Ooh, good. It's never seen a cutback. It's never seen a deficit. It is always prospering. And whatever system you get involved in, it's going to be the results of your life. No, say that again. Whatever system you choose to get involved in, it's going to be the results of your life. And so, if you try to live by this world system, you may actually have some success for a period of time, but only until this system runs its cycle and begins to go back into uh, recession, as it always does. There's always a bear market. There's always a bull market. There's always a up. There's always a down. Except in the kingdom of heaven, it is ever growing. It is ever progressing. It is for it's it's forever getting better. And if you're not careful, you will tie yourself to a system that looks like it's prospering you, only to later disappoint you. And so, so I want you to talk about this a little more because you're saying I can be a born again believer and not be tied to the kingdom system for for success. Oh, absolutely because God is God gives man free uh, we're free moral agents. God gives us the ability to choose that. He said in his word, he says I set before you uh, today life and death, blessings and cursing. And then what does he say? Choose. He says you pick which one you want. The availability for us is to be able to yes, be born again and to be on our way to heaven but never experience any of any of what heaven has for us in the earth if we don't tie ourselves to that system. Come on. It is it's like this. It is possible for me to be a member of Gold's Gym. I can pay my membership. I can get all the benefits that the gym has. But if I never go to the gym and I never work out, I never use their weights. I never take the yoga class. I never take the Pilates class. I never go in and do, do any of the stretches. I don't do anything that goes gym offers me. I am a member of Gold's Gym, but I have no benefit of Gold's Gym. Mm -hmm. We got a whole lot of people who are members Teach, of the body of Christ, but they're not receiving any of the benefits for being a member. And that's the reason that evangelism is so difficult. Evangelism is so difficult because people say, well, you say you are part of this body of Christ, but you live worse than I live. 
And so how do you get, you know, people talk about money and prosperity and all that stuff. But when we live in, when we have money to answer um, resources and for people, when we live healthy, when we have productive marriages and productive relationships, all of those things become a tool for evangelism. Yes. He says, I want you to live an un with unshakable confidence. Why? So when everybody else in the world is losing their mind, they're going to come and ask you why you're so calm. Then you get to be a person who gets to present Christ to other people. That is the work of the ministry. You know, one of the things that happens in a recession and that happens in a cutback is that you get to find out who you really trust. Mm. And what has happened for a lot of believers in this season is that you thought you trusted God, mm -hmm. but you trusted your job. Mm -hmm. And that's why when they told you they was cutting your hours back, you got nervous and you got sick mm -hmm. to your stomach because you didn't really trust this system of seed time and harvest that says he can give you harvest. If you give seed, what you trusted was that paycheck that you got on the first and the 15th. And so then when the check didn't come, you said, God, where are you? And that's the thing you're saying to us. Hey, listen here. The part of the alignment is to break up with this world's way of thinking that our success comes someplace other than God. And let me just say this for a lot of people, alignment is not just about you being in alignment with God. It is about you being in alignment with God. It's not just about you being in alignment Teach with it. God. Because part of being in alignment is also understanding that gift you spoke about. Mm -hmm. it, See, the, 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 the body of Christ is composed of gifts. Those gifts may take on personalities, but the personality is not the gift. Come on. The gift is the individual who God gave to you. So if God gave you an individual who nobody knows, it's still a gift. It's still a gift. You, you, you can't decide that the only prophet you want to listen to or obey is someone who has a big name. There's nothing wrong with having a big name, but who did God call you to? You know, I don't care if, if, if Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia don't, don't have but 10 people that they're pastoring. Those are the people God sent to me. So I treat them as a gift. What do I mean? I treat them as a gift. Most people who receive a gift that they that they consider valuable, they treat it differently than something that they have gotten casually. Uh, you you don't, and, and this is no no disrespect, but you don't you don't treat uh, a pair of uh, off the uh, 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 you don't take a pair of of a fair gamos and you treat them the same way you do your pro wings. You just don't. You take a different care because the value, not, not the value of it, the value you have appropriated to it. I appropriate a lot of value to what Pastor Tony says. I appropriate a lot of value to what Pastor Cynthia says. So therefore, when they speak, I listen differently than when I hear somebody else saying something. So that so what I don't get to do is I don't get to hear mom and dad speak to me and I don't like what they say. So then I start listening to someone else, because if what they saying is good for me when I like it, then what they're saying is good for me when I don't like it. So I have to be mature enough to understand and move and know that if they are saying something to me that I don't like, it is for my betterment. Uh, the Bible says it like this. It says anybody whom a father. Uh, a parent, someone who is in a relationship where there is a mentor-mentor relationship. If you can't take chastisement, 
then you become like the like the son uh, who 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 has no father. You become a bastard child. I knew you was gonna say yeah, it. Yeah. You, yeah. I knew you was gonna say it. Sweet. But Hebrews says it says you you are a, a bastard. bastard indeed. Indeed is what he says. And so we have to make sure that we are not children in the body of Christ who are acting like bastard children. That, that, that we don't know who our father is and we can't hear our father's voice and that everything that sounds good, everything that soothes us, everything that goes along with what we believe, then we can hold on to. The fact of the matter is there are some things in the Bible that I, in my heart, still wrestle with. You know, I like tell, turn, I, yeah, I tell I people all the time, say. you know it. When people say, did someone strike you, you turn the other cheek. I just don't know that I believe that, but I believe it because it's in the word. So because it's in the word, I allow it to supersede whatever my thoughts are. And that's the problem with a lot of people. They say, well, I believe this is the way it should be. Even though the Bible says this, I'm going to go with my way. And that is how you get into going down the wrong path. Listen, the Bible says turn the other cheek. So if I get struck on one cheek and I don't turn it, I'm wrong. It, no, no, here. I'm wrong. You wrong. Even if I did it, even if I believe I should have struck them back, I'm still wrong because the Bible says I am. And we got way too many people in the body of Christ who are taking what the word of God says and they are making it say something different because of how they feel. That because of how they feel. And that's and, and that draws you away from being able to be in faith. Now, let's go back to alignment. Part of alignment. It's not just like you said, it's not just receiving the word from God. It's receiving the word from the people who have given who God has given you. Right. Mm -hmm. And the re and I want to say this and, and not, I, I, I know that people watch this who don't just go to Fellowship of Champions. So I want to say it to all of you. When your pastor, your apostle, your prophet, your evangelist, your teacher releases a word about your prosperity and you embrace it. But then you reject the word of correction. You disqualified yourself from the word of prosperity. Mm -hmm. Now, breathe, children. Hear what I'm saying. And I, and I can hear and what people will, and what people will say is this. People will say, well, you know, we need to learn to be individuals and, and you can't uh, you can't just be doing what somebody tell you to do. I totally agree with that. But you also can't call someone your your spiritual father. You can't call someone your pastor, your prophet, your evangelist. And then because you don't like what they say, feel like you're now independently able to discount it. You, I tell people all the time, if you want my advice, then I give it to you. I expect you to follow it. Otherwise, simply don't ask for it. Don't ask God what he thinks. You should do. And then because he tells you what you should do, you don't like it. Then you just disregard it. Just live your own life and make it do whatever it do. Although it ain't going to do very well, because we understand that in order to live our best life, we have to do it God's way. No, I love what Keisha just said. She said we have to take the pain from the strike now so we won't live in pain forever. We must have godly discipline. Yeah, discipline See, is that a key ain't word. Even, that ain't even no word that these newfangled saints like to talk about. Mm -mm. Godly discipline. Yeah. Godly discipline. And, you know, here is a good example of it. Um, You released a word a couple of years ago. It's been a couple of years ago where you said um, that everybody in our church should make six figures. Yeah. You said you 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 had a whole service. There was anointing oil. You told people to strike hands with you. You and then you struck hands with me and told me that every business should do it because I was a business owner. And we began to strike hands with people 
at the same thing, right? Now, here's what happens. There have been opportunities since then where I have come to you, because here's the thing, because why come if you don't know the answer, if you know the answer, right? I've come to you and said, babe, here's what I'm thinking about in my business. Here's a good example right this. In May, I was going to have a, I had had a relentless in February and mm -hmm. I was going to have a relentless in May. And I had a contract in hand for a venue in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And the lady was telling me that if the pandemic kept everything closed, I wouldn't owe the money. I said to you, I said, babe, do you think I should go for it? Because at this time, nobody knows we're going to be shut down. Right. In fact, we, everybody was thinking it was just going to be very temporary. It's going to be very temporarily. You, you, you prayed over it and you yep. came back and you said, Sean, do not sign that contract. In fact, do not sign a contract for the rest of the year. Yep. Guys, here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. I can't be like, oh, you might. Well, see, but at that point, now you have to decide. Did the word you hear, did it come from God because I said it, you know, or, or now is it just Edwin talking? Because that's what a lot of people do when it's not what you want to hear. You discount the fact. Oh, that's just mom. Oh, that's, that's just so-and-so. That's, that's just so-and-so. They, they just don't want me to have, they just don't want me to have an event. But if, and we have to be very careful that the people we allow to speak into our life, it don't become a one-way conversation. That the only thing they can ever say is what I agree with. The only way it comes is, is one way. I only receive what I was going to do anyway. I tell people all the time, and my spiritual kids, and I, you know, I, I, I say this all the time. People can call me, you know, dad and stuff if they want to. I know that you are my spiritual son or daughter when I've had to correct you or tell you something you didn't want to do, and I see how you handle it. That's when I know. Because when I when when, when I when I'm when I'm prophesying, you ought to make six figures. When I'm prophesying, promotion is coming from the north, south, east, or west. When I'm prophesying, you're gonna live in good health. When I'm establishing that this is your year of great harvest, and you slapping hands and you high fiving. But and when I so but, but when I say to you, the person you are involved with is a detriment to you, and you need to cut it off now. Are you able to do that then, or now is it just strict talking to you? A moment ago, it was God. But now it's strict. Oh, that's to my you. pastor. That's my man of God. And so and, 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 I, and I know that people have abused that. I know that they have. But you ha but that's the reason why you have to ask God, who is this person in my life? And, and I asked God that about Pastor Tony Pastor When he said those are your spiritual parents, I don't care what nobody else said, what nothing else happens. I until God says something different. I don't care what they what they say or do, it, it, as long as they're following God. I mean, but 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 when they if they're instructing me not to do something or this ain't the season, if I call and ask for advice, I'm gonna take the advice. Otherwise, why did I call? No, real talk. And what happened is, is that I had an opportunity because here are the things I could have said. Well, Edwin isn't a business owner. Yep. He doesn't really understand. He don't so understand. now, now yep. you're not my pastor. Yeah. Now you Edwin, yeah. my husband. Yeah. Who's trying to keep you from doing something great. Who trying to keep me from doing something great. Or I can say the man of God who told me I was going to make six, be a six figure business. The man of God who told me that this was the season of great harvest said, do not sign this contract. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I can't sign this contract. Mm -hmm. They came back three or four times. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I can't sign this contract. I cannot sign this contract. And here's the thing that people don't understand about God. And because is, God said so. Not God because said, your husband said so. Not because your pastor said so. Because God said so. And, 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 and that's what we have to understand because that is what keeps us in faith. And now you, well, you go ahead and finish your story about that. 
And so what happened is, is that my business had breakthrough like it had never had before. Guys, that is not, oh, because let me pause and let me say this, because the real test of maturity is not if you can sow a seed when somebody tells you that you go be six figure, it's can you sow a seed after you've been corrected? Mm -hmm. No, that's the real mm -hmm. test. When your spiritual parents, when your pastors, when your apostles, when your prophets, when they directly or when they through a teaching correct you, can you sow a seed then? Mm. Because if you can only sow a seed when somebody telling you that you blessed and you highly favored and you about to run around the building 12 times and you about to leap up on buildings in a single bound, you are immature. The real test is when you realize that God loves you enough and he so wants to perfect God in you that he is willing to bring people into correct to correct you and you say you know what let me sow a seed into your life because the truth of it is let me tell you something the truth of it is is that it's a lot of people who will watch you heading for a cliff and won't say nothing to mm -hmm. you they know you headed for a cliff. They know that relationship is garbage. They know you need to leave that job. They know you in the wrong city and they will watch you fall on your face. If you got anybody in your life who hear from God and care enough to say to you, this is the wrong direction. You ought to thank God for that. Just like you thank God for a prophecy about your business. And the truth of the matter is someone has to love you enough to give you correction. Because if people don't love you, they, like, they'll just let you do whatever. So whenever God is correcting me, I, I, I've just matured to the point to know he is only doing it because he loves me. Because I know how I am. When I'm done with the situation, I don't care what anybody does. I don't care what direction they go. I don't care what. When I'm done, I'm done. I thank God he's never been done with me. He keeps correcting me. He keeps But you know what? You can get to a place where you can, where you, where, it's not that God is done with you, but you're done hearing God. You can get to that reprobated mind place. You can get to that place where, where God has told you so many times what to do and you're just willfully doing it your own way. And then you wonder why things aren't working. God ain't mad at you. God doesn't, he, he, he ain't hating on you. He ain't punishing you. You are choosing a wrong system. You are choosing a wrong system. And, and it's so good because the Bible says the word is a two-edged sword. That means it's two sides to that sword, right? And so the other side of that is that I can choose blessing, but hear me when I don't choose blessing, I chose curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you don't plan, then you plan to fail. That's right. So when I don't choose to do it God's way, I choose to get the other side of that system. Mm -hmm. He says today I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And then he says, if you don't know which one to choose, let me help you choose, choose life, life and blessings. Yes. You cannot choose life and blessings going your own way. Yeah. And and one of the things that I think is really interesting, you and you know this is true about our lives and I felt like we should give people a glimpse into this. We've been pastoring 21 years. We almost 21 years in April. We've been married 26 years. And, and the truth of it is, is that our spiritual parents believe that we make good godly decisions. Mm -hmm. But if we don't know and we call them we're going to do what they say yes and there are people who did not break through in this season because you simply didn't follow the instructions mm -hmm. so for example we said a line and agreement so you could advance you know you don't make six figures yet but we told you to apply for a job and you wouldn't apply for the job because you felt like you weren't qualified mm -hmm. you wouldn't keep tithing you wouldn't keep sewing you wouldn't keep fasting because you were so busy looking at and people found out real quick quick 
whatever the government gives, it runs out real fast. And I'm not saying if they give it to you that you shouldn't receive it. I'm saying your life shouldn't be but shouldn't be set well, by that. Well, you go back to what you were talking about uh, earlier in in uh, in Second Chronicles 20, right? You you really have to take a look at that story in the context uh, of of what was happening. That here here's Jehoshaphat, right? Who, who who's a king? Who's a king? Who who goes and prays? And the word that comes to Jehoshaphat is to send Judah first. Send Judah first. Now, I don't, I wasn't there, but I am sure that Jehoshaphat was an intelligent man and understood that Judah was the tribe that was responsible for creating um, the, the, the entertainment, the music. Um, they celebrated when the other tribes came back from war with the spoils. Uh, and, and I'm sure he had to be thinking, now, it ain't just one group of people coming against us. It's a multitude of groups coming against us. I think it was three. And what three you armies. want to do is you want me to send Judah first. Understand, Jehoshaphat loved Judah. He loved the people. So in his mind, he had to deal with this with this diatribe of do I send them out there to get slaughtered? Because they're not fighters. They're not fighters. They, 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 they can hold their parts. They, they can sing. Their harmony is on, is, is on point. But they can't fight. And not only do I send them, that I don't even send them with tools to fight. I don't give them no rocks. I don't give them no spears. <laughs> I'm just sending these people out here across this, this, this wide open, vast space singing. I'm sure Jehoshaphat was like, how do I do that? So even when he came and told them, he had to settle the issue that if God said it, I believe it. Because if he couldn't say it with confidence to the people, they were never going to believe it. That is the reason that I said to us in November of 2019, God said, this is our year of great harvest. I was convinced of it when he said it. I was so convinced of it when they announced the pandemic, I didn't change off of it. I was so convinced of it that when we got ready to raise money for the scholarship, we did it in July in the midst of a pandemic. And I was so convinced I got some other folks to get convinced and they ended up believing what God said. The same thing was true in Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Those people were so convinced that Jehoshaphat had heard God. They was willing to risk their life to go fight a battle with nothing but their voices. Mm. They were willing to risk their life based on a word. I'm asking this morning, what are you willing to risk based on God's word? I am willing to do everything God's way and end up with nothing than trying to do it my own way, hoping I'm going to end up on top. The Bible says that when they got to singing, that the presence of the Lord so confused all of those armies, they turned on each other. They started fighting and killing each other. And by the time the other tribes came, because he didn't send them alone, he just sent Judah first. When the other tribes came, the Bible says they were three days picking up all of the spoils. First of all, who comes to war with spoils? But God had already pre-planned and pre-ordained for them to have that. I'm telling you this morning, there are some battles that God has pre-planned and pre-ordained for you to win. But you have got to take him at his word, even when he does something as radical as sending a group of singers to fight in a war. Now, 
I think that's good. But now let's talk about where faith for work starts with where the will of God is known. Mm hmm. That did not work because they decided to send singers first. Right. Because now what people do is now they're facing a war. Now you singing. And now you singing <laughs> when you ought to be updating right, that resume. Right, right. Because this is what happens. We try to pull biblical scriptures and make something apply to us that God did not say yeah. to us. You got to see the principle in it. The principle. Not, you can't just try to duplicate the application. You got to see the principle in it. No, that's it. So what people do is they take this story and they go now. Well, first of all, is you Jehoshaphat. Second of all, is you a king leading a group of people? Can you even hold a note? Can you even hold a note? That's not what he asked <laughs> you to do. So he wouldn't send me to do that. The script, what he's saying to here is that the key to overcoming is the word God gave you. What, what did, did God, God say? say? He then takes Joshua and Joshua wins a battle. He wins a battle by walking around a wall. So some of y'all out here walking around stuff. You walking around a car. You walking around a house. He ain't tell you to walk and around can that. can be clear? Come on. Even in the Bible, he only did that one time. Even, even in the Bible, that was one time. There are things that God will give you to do one time. But then what you're trying to do is live five years off doing the same thing he told you to do five years ago. That's why you got to always be hearing God. They walked around that wall one time that it, when I say one time, I mean the, that one incident, that one incident. They walked around it one time for six days on the seventh day They walked around it seven times. That was one instruction he gave them to do. And because it worked, you can't now go to scripture and go to the car dealership and start walking around cars talking about I demand this car. That, that's that's the wrong application the of wrong that application. word. It's find out what God said, but I think you make an important, important, an important point here. If this is helping y'all, first of all, give us some heart. Second of all, give us some comments. And third of all, share. But look here, look, understand this. We've got to help people to go up in this. We've got to help people to mature in this level of faith mm. because I, what you said was so important. There are things that God did for us when we were baby saints. Mm. He don't rock with us like that right, no more. Right. You know, for example, you might sow a dollar when you a baby saint and somebody come by and pay your whole rent and stuff. But you've been in this thing 15 years right. and you still ain't tithing. And so you thought you was going to sow that dollar and somebody was going to pay your rent and your stuff being evicted because the because it's about the word that God is giving you. God is giving you. God is giving yeah. you. And so and, 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 you know, and I think that this is important because one of the things, you know, we're pastors, we're teachers, we believe in the teaching of the word. But understand this. The Bible did not tell you that all of your teaching should come from church. Right. The Bible says that you're supposed to cultivate a hunger for the word. You are supposed to study and show yourself a workman that needed not be ashamed, that you have the Holy Ghost who will teach you, that you are supposed to ask for wisdom. And I think that this is important. Because it says any man whose hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be fed. If you're, you got to be hungry besides just on Sunday. 
You got to be hungry more than once a week. Pastor. You got to be hungry for the word. If you're hungry for the word, you'll seek it out in the same way that you seek out memes on Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there, there are meme hunters. There are people who go and they find all aren't kinds you of, one of them? I'm a meme hunter, a meme but hunter, I'm also you? a word hunter. You are. You can be both. I'm a meme hunter and a you word are, hunter. I was going to say, I wanted to say if you was going with <laughs> So if you're, so, so, so also understand this. If you get hung, because I think that this is important, because I see people who are still blaming, they you still blaming your pastor from when you was 20 about what you didn't learn. You're 47 now. Yeah. yeah. You're 47. Yeah. The Bible says, I don't care if you in a church and they don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe in the gifts of the spirit. They don't believe in prosperity. They don't believe in nothing except except Jesus and go to heaven. If you get hungry. Yeah. God obligates himself he to obligates feel you. Himself. So is it possible that many times you don't get instruction because you don't have any hunger for what God is actually mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. You want the blessing. You want the more money. You want the promotion. But you're not hungry for what God is saying. And that is just as ridiculous as wanting the degree without having to go to school. Yep. It's just as ridiculous to expect to understand and know the things of God without having to put any time or effort into it is as ridiculous as wanting the degree from a university, but you don't want to go to class. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Well, and, and so the thing that I wanted to go back to and Dexter kind of just brought it up is that you talked about how some of you are frustrated because you're living on last year's mm -hmm. word when God is giving you a new instruction. Yeah. And so you're living for it. So it's again, God told you to do it that way. That time, that time, God, that time, mm -hmm. that in that situation, in that situation, that doesn't mean that that's what God is saying forever. And so when I so sometimes God to tell you to sow seed, sometimes he'll tell you to work. Well, amen. Now, the Bible says it. the Bible says it in Ecclesiastes, it says, listen, drink some water on that. The, the Bible says, listen, you need to sow your seed. And you need to work. It says because you know not which one of those shall cause you to prosper. Maybe the sowing, maybe the working, or maybe both of them. But you need to be doing them both. So there are certain situations. Sometimes pe people like the idea of sowing sometimes because they think it abdicates them of responsibility from doing the work. And the truth of the matter is you can't always sow yourself into a six-figure job. You need to sow so you can get wisdom, strategy, and insight in learning what to do to get the six-figure job. And, and, and the truth of the matter is you can't use sowing like you're trying to use God as a genie. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. In other words, God is not made fun of. God is not taken advantage of. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sow, that should also reap. We think of sowing sometimes just in terms of money. But are you trying to sow trickery? Are you trying to sow laziness? Because you because God told you to go back to school. God told you to work on your credit report. God told you to, 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 to work on that business. But instead of doing those things, you just want to get a pastor extra hundred dollars. That ain't going to do nothing but cause you to be frustrated. And then the enemy's going to use that to make you think the seed time of harvest doesn't work. When what doesn't work is disobedience. What doesn't work is disobedience. Listen, I love that you said that because I think that people think that words of God are only 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, mm -hmm. John 10 and 10. But when the Lord says to you, fix your credit, 
fix your credit. One of our greatest testimonies is how we had co-signed for somebody to get a car yep. and they didn't pay the car note, but we was ignorant and we didn't know that the Bible said don't settle for a car yep. note. So we was just, we the Bible, we didn't know the Bible didn't say don't co-sign for people, right? But, but in case y'all want to know, the Bible says you shouldn't co-sign. It, it, it says you should not co-sign for people, especially when you don't have the ability to pay for it if they don't pay for it. So God supernaturally took that car off our credit report so we could get our first house. Yeah. That does not mean we can ball out on our credit for everything else. And God is supernaturally <laughs> going to do <laughs> right, it. Right. He did it that one time because we didn't know no better and our faith was in him. But now at this point in this game, he expects us to have some maturity and some integrity in how we deal with our mm -hmm. credit. And so what happens is you got people out here who are confessing that they're going to build a six billion of a six um, figure business, mm -hmm. but they don't know any principles for six figure. Mm -hmm. And so you just over here confessing and your business still ain't made but $5,000 another year and you're frustrated. Why? Because you didn't go get the principles. Mm -hmm. Because when he told you to get a coach, you said, I'm not spending no money on no coach. Mm -hmm. You said, I'm going to try to backdoor them and inbox them and just try to get them to be my mentor. But he told you to get a coach or you're working at an amazing job right now. We got a friend right now who was working at a job and was offered a promotion and more money and the Lord told her do not take that do not take that and she didn't take it even though all of the people who supported her all of her mentors in business encouraged her to take it she did not take it and what happened in the pandemic that whole department now, got shut down now hear that now 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 now, now hear this hear this because here's where people get into where they start to get offended with God she gets an opportunity that she been praying for. That, that she he been told praying her she for. was go get. Right. The opportunity shows up, but when it shows up, he says, no. That ain't it. it he, he didn't say no because months down the line, the economy is going to hit this department in a way that we can't see right now and everybody's going to be uh, laid off. He just simply said, no, this is not it. At that point, she has to make a decision. Which system am I going with? The system that he says no to or the system that my flesh says yes to. And if she had said yes to the system that her flesh said yes to, she would have been out of a job today. But instead, she stuck with God, even though something looked better. And not only did she stick with God to keep her job, but the job she had increased her benefits and salary to more than what she was going to be going to. Come on. Come Obedience on. always pays off. It always pays a off. A no today is not a no forever. A no from God is always about a perseverance of your life. He's always preserving your life. It, it, I, I know God, somebody ought to say this. God is not a hard taskmaster. Somebody ought to say that. God is not. He is not a hard taskmaster. So if he says no, it is for my benefit. It's for my benefit. It's for benefit. I also want to point this out that, that, you know, part of it is our misinterpretation of scripture. There is a popular song that says, I'm a friend of God. And so everybody in the body of Christ began to sing it. But everybody in the body of Christ is not a friend of God. You can be a child of God and not be a friend of God. You know that because you have children and your children may not be your friends. 
He referred to Abraham as a friend. He did not refer to everybody in the Bible as a friend. Mm -hmm. Jesus had 12 disciples plus 72. He did not refer to all of them as friends. He referred to John as a friend. Mm -hmm. So everybody who is in the kingdom is not a friend of God. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be a friend of God. He tells you how you get to be a friend. He said, if you keep my commandments, Mm -hmm. you give details to friends. You give instructions to children. Do you see the difference in that? Mm -hmm. There are details. Think about it. Are there not things that God gives you details about that he didn't give you 10 years ago? Yep. You can ask God something and he'll say, this is what I'm doing. Edwin. this is how I need you to move in this situation. Why? Because you because he says, if you want to be my friend in the kingdom to be his friend, you don't just get to go. Oh, God, I'm your friend and I love you so much. He says, if you might, he said, my friends keep my commandments. Absolutely. And so part of the reason that some of you don't get to the point where you ever get to find out. Why God is saying something is that you are still a child and you only give instructions to children. Mm -hmm. You say to children because I said so. Your friend then come and ask you why you did it. And you say, hey, girl, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. You come and ask me. I could say to one of our kids, they ask me to do something. I say, no. They say, why? I say, because I said so. You ask me why I did it. I say, babe, here's exactly what I was thinking and what was going on. Because the reality of it is, is that singing a song don't make it so. Right. You want to be a friend of God, you got to be able to follow instructions. Follow instructions. You got to be able to follow instructions. I want to wrap up but just by telling y'all this. I'm, I don't know how he go wrap up, but this is how I want to wrap up. I want to wrap up by telling you that we are in a very critical season. And while obedience is always important, there are some times that obedience is more serious than other times because of the time that we're sitting in. So, so here's an example. If you're in the military and you are in a drill where there's no ammunition and they tell you to get down and you don't get down, you may get in trouble, but you're not going to lose your life. But if you out there on the battlefield and they tell you to get down and you don't get down, it could cost you your life. We're in a season right now where your obedience is going to preserve you. Mm. And I want to go on record as Mm. saying this. There are many of you who, if you do not come into alignment with God, you are going to be disappointed in this season. Because there are going to be people. It's going to be you and your husband. He obeying God and you not. He going to be living his best life and you going to be over there struggling. Mm. You going to be lit in the church with people. They going to be getting promotions. Their health is going to be overtaking them. Favors going to be on them. And you going to be like, but I go to the same church, but you ain't got the same obedience. And I am encouraging you because there is no way to walk in biblical faith without being obedient. Obedient. Amen. There is no way to walk in biblical faith without being obedient. And I want to qualify this. Many of you think that because you do not fornicate and because you do not drink and because you do not do these other big things that we learned in traditional church that you are not in sin. The Bible tells us in Roman 14 that whatsoever is not done in faith is seen. Mm-hmm. So literally there are people that God has given you instructions. He's either given them to you directly. For example, he tells Isaac directly not to move in the famine. Right. But the woman in second Kings, he tells her to move mm-hmm. in the famine through the prophet. Right. So there are people you are ignoring the destruct the instructions because you have deceived yourself into believing mm. that God loves you so much mm. that your obedience is optional. Well, let me tell you something. 
God does love you and he love you whether you obedient or not. Just like I love my kids, whether they obedient or not. But there are blessings that are reserved for the obedient. So what I want to say to the obedient people, if you have been obedient, if you have continued to tithe, if you have continued to fast, if you have continued to obey God, if you have said no when he said no and yes when he said yes mm. and brought yourself into mm. agreement with him, there is a release. Yes. There is yes. a release will be for you. And I want to be very clear. I am not talking to every believer. I am not talking to everybody who goes to church. I am not talking to everybody who say they love Jesus. If you have been obedient, you have paid the price Ooh, of obedience. Whoa. You have paid the sacrifice yeah. of obedience. You have laid on your face sometimes trying to understand why God wants you to go in a direction that doesn't seem to make sense. It is your season of release. It is your season of release. And I declare favor is chasing you down. And I declare that open doors are chasing you down. And I declare that money that has been withheld from you is being released because you have been faithful. That's mine. That's mine. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but you got to learn how to receive when you hear word. I receive it. It's a, it's a release in it's this a release. season. There will be a performance of the things that I've that I've prayed about that God has told me were mine. This is the season to it's see it come season. to pass. I receive it that. Is the it I is receive the season. It. I receive it. And if it. you haven't been doing right, I take that. If you haven't been doing right, what I implore you to do, what I beseech you to do, is to change directions. Yep. And if That's you mine. don't change directions, <laughs> I mine. want you to know that by this time next year, hear me. There will be a distinct difference between God lovers and churchgoers. It's going to be a distinct difference. Mm. It's going to be a distinct difference. It's going to be a distinct difference. And so you need to understand this. What the enemy is going to try to do in the next 12 months is everything he can to pull you out of obedience. Oh, but I heard the word of the Lord that said, hold on. Hold on. To the word which I have given you. Hold the on. words that you have used to guide you through this year, stand firm and be prepared Hold to on. receive all that Hold I on. reveal to you in the days and months ahead. God has a, he he already has prepared a plan. It is laid out for 2021. If we will be faithful day by day, he is going to show us exactly how to circumvent and how to navigate Ooh, every know. single thing we need to do to be more prosperous in 2021 than we saw in 2020. 2021, because you know what? Let me hear what I'm saying to you. We ain't never going back. We ain't never going we back. We ain't never going back. We never having a year where we go back again. In fact, we used to say it like this. Twenty. This was the worst year of our life. This is the worst year of our it's life only so gonna far. Get it's better. only going to get better. It's only going to get better. I received that. I hope, I I hope y'all are. Listen, I know we said a lot of stuff today. I hope you caught that last two minutes. I hope you receive the word. The Bible says if you believe God, you'll be established. But if you believe his prosperity, his prophet, you shall prosper. I am telling you, you need to receive the word. Obedience to God and to the things of God that he's calling you to do is going to be your key to supernatural breakthrough. Rosie Rogers, I don't know if you're still on here, but I saw this when your name came up. The Lord said it's about to chase you down. Ooh. You've been looking for it, but it's about to look for you. And many of you, many of you, there are some people here. Listen, I'm telling you that you've been faithful. 
You've been faithful behind the scenes, faithful. You've let God prune you. You've let God correct you. Hear what I'm telling you. You literally are going to take off like a rocket. Two years ago, we had a song. 2021 is going to be the year of release. It's our season of harvest. We're in a season of harvest, but 2021 is going to be that year of release. It's going to be the year what were things we I know we say this all the time, but it's still true. And it happened this year that things are going to happen so fast. Your head will spin. <laughs> it's going to be blessings one after another on top of each other. Blessing after blessing after blessing. It is my year release. I might put that on my t on a T-shirt. Listen, two years ago, we had a song, a prophetic song that broke out in this church. It says, you're going to go to bed here. Yeah, you're going to wake, wake up, up there. over there. Yeah. Some people just thought it was a song. Yeah. But the people in our church who took that word, they literally had moments where they went to bed one place and they woke up in another place. They woke up at another level of breakthrough. They broke. There is a release. I feel that so strong Listen, right now. 2020 has been so good to us. I think about our partners who was living in an apartment in January and they living in homes now. I think about our partners who didn't have cars and now they driving cars. It's not just prayed for, but paid for. I think about our partners who wanted to go back to school. I'm seeing people who have now went back to school. They've gotten great grades. Some have even graduated. 2020 ain't got nothing on what, on what 2021 going to be for us. I'm telling you, if you believe God, if you believe God, he's going to establish you in your goings. But I'm not, this is not just Pastor Edwin. This is not just Pastor Sean saying something because we got up on a Sunday morning and wanted to say something nice to you. God is using us for you because he wants your expectation to get up so that he can do great things in your life. God loves you that much. Man, this is so good. Listen, it's so good. It's just hear the release of things I see. I see that there are people you're going to pay your house off without strain. Mm. You go pay it off without strain. Mortgage you're, is paid you're, off. You're not mortgage is paid off. They're not going to be paid off because you sit down and you get this plot and this plan to do it. Your obedience is about to take you where your plans came. So you're talking about supernatural. So it's some soup. Listen, hear me. I literally have two words that I can see right here. If you are obedient to God, you ought to be praising God like crazy right now. You ought to be running around your house because, baby, this is your season mm. and this is your time. Ooh. And if you haven't been obedient and you know it. you haven't been obedient and you know you ain't been obedient because the Holy Ghost keep talking to you about the same stuff and you running away from correction, you should change. But the people over here, I got to come back to these people over here who've been obeying God. He said he heard you. He heard you your year. and he saw you. Hold on to the and word. And it's your year of release. Hold now, on. Now, I want to tell you something. Hold on to the word. If you just said it can't happen for me, be it unto you according to your faith. Mm. It won't happen for you. Or, 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 or decide that that is your intellect talking to you, but you choose to believe God. Because, the, the, because the, the, we know that there's a story in the Bible where the man says, Lord, I believe. He said what? But help my unbelief. Listen, your mind may be telling you it can't be done. Tell your mind to shut up. Open up your mouth and say, I don't care what my mind is telling me. I choose to believe God. I am going to faith it till I make it. Not fake it. I'm going to faith it till I make it. Every, every time my mind tells me it can't happen for me, I'm going to praise God that it is me. Every time my mind tells me that healing ain't coming to me, I'm going to thank God that I'm already healed. You got to learn to fight 
through. When adversity comes, you got to open up your mouth and you got to say, God, I thank you that I've been designed and engineered for success. I've been designed and engineered to overcome every obstacle that comes against me. You got to open up your mouth and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got to open up your mouth and say, I am the head and not the tail. I am Preach, blessed babe. going in. I am blessed going out. You got to determine God has great plans for me. You got to begin to preach to yourself even when your mind is trying to tell you something different because you are going to be the sum total of your most dominant thoughts. So if your mind's talking to you, start talking to your mind. Preach, babe. That's what they got to do now. Preach. You don't got me. I receive. Preach. Listen, I'm 2021 is my year of release. It's my year of release. There is somebody out there and you apply for a house and you got turned down. The Lord is going to give you some instructions. The next time you go, you won't be turned down. Y'all better hear that. Now, make sure the next time you go, God told you to go. Listen to where he told you to go and when he told you to go. But the next time you won't be turned down. Why? Because you said you what he said, he'll give you houses that you didn't build. And there are some people out there. And you, I heard that somebody said, well, what's going to be the difference? God, you, you follow God. You follow God. Last time you didn't. Follow, that's going to be not your credit score. Not how much money you made. Not, not it's going to be because you follow God's instruction. That's the difference. All of the benefits are obtained in salvation. All of the benefits. You sick in your body right now, lay hands on your body. Right now, the anointing is flowing right now. Right now, you don't, you don't need me to come lay hands on you. Man, lay hands on your own body and take what's Command been appropriated. It. Command it. When we say, I want to say this is so important. When we say take what's been appropriated, we're not telling you to command God. We are telling you to command the earth to release what God has already given you. What God has already given you. There is a release. There is a release. It is. There's, There's a release. A release. It, a release. Listen, I'm telling you, I see a lot of round houses. I see a lot of round houses. A lot of round houses. Because he wants to give you houses that you didn't build. He wants to give you houses that you didn't build, houses that you're not struggling for, houses that you're not laboring for. Now, don't get so excited about this that you go and step outside of God's time and, and jump into something that's not yours. Don't, 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 pull, don't you. pull a Abraham. Don't pull a Abraham. Don't pull a Abraham in the sense that you try to make something happen. If God makes you a promise, you follow the instruction and God God's responsible for bringing it to pass. So we got what? How many Sundays? We got one more Sunday. Well, just one. We got one more Sunday in this year. And I believe that even in the next seven days, people are going to have testimonies. Mm -hmm. I believe that this is a week of radical favor. This the, is a week. The, the release has started. The release has started. The release it's has started. started. It's already started. It's already started. Man, I want y'all. Can y'all just praise the Lord? Now, listen, let me tell you something. I got to tell you this. Why some people praising the Lord? If you're not a born again believer, I love you very much, but you don't qualify for this. But you, you, can, but qualify. you can qualify you for can. this. You need to come on to the kingdom. If you're a backslidden prodigal son who out here eating in the pig pen, come on home. Yeah. Come on home. Quit out being out here playing, living like you supposed to be ragging it like that because you're not. It's not your real life. Come on home. 
And so if you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior, we, I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation because as everybody who knows me knows, I love to pray the prayer of salvation. Every time there is ever a service with the prayer of salvation, I always pray it. So if you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior, or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, then listen, let's just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I accept Jesus as my savior. Yes. I do not want to be in charge of my own life. I believe in the redemption given to me through Jesus. Take my life and do something with it. And Holy Ghost, come feel me. Amen. Holy Ghost, come feel me. I want to be saved. And if you got saved today, you should just put in the comments. I just gave my life to Jesus. If you rededicate your life today, you should put in the comments. You should want everybody to know I have come out of darkness into light. Now, if you want to be a virtual partner, you want to be a virtual partner. Pastor John, can I be a virtual partner even if I'm a partner in somebody else's Absolutely. church? Absolutely. You can be a virtual partner. What does it mean? It means we agree to pray for you. You agree to pray for us. We teach the word and you give as the Lord leads you to give. Amen. That's what partnership is. And partnership has its privileges, mm -hmm. right? Want to encourage you to go to services this week. I won't be doing Mindset Monday. I am officially on vacation. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. But I'm telling y'all, there is a release. Yes, there, there is, is a, release. a release. There is a song. Where's the scripture? Psalms 126. Psalms 126. Pull it up for me, Marlo. Psalms 126. Is that it? 126 what? I can't tell you yet. Listen, while she's doing that, I want you can see as uh, on your screen, there are multiple ways to give. If you've been blessed today, if this word has encouraged you, if you've decided to take God seriously based on this word that's been shared, if you were born again today, listen, if you're a partner of Fellowship of Champions, we encourage our church. We're still believing for 100 percent tithers. I know they say only the churches only get around 10 to 20 percent of people who tithe, but we ain't average. And so we're we're believing God for 100 percent tithers in foc if this if this broadcast has blessed you there are multiple ways you can give you can see them on your screen you can give via givelify you can give via push pay you can give via tithely you can even text to give all you got to do is text the word give to 833-969-0897 it's there on your screen listen do it now don't wait don't let the enemy talk you out of it listen it's not about the amount it's about your obedience if God is telling you to sow or to give, you ought to do it and do it now. Don't give the enemy any access in order for your life to be disobedient in any area. You know, if you're disobedient in one area, it'll carry into others. So let's kick the enemy out of our lives by obeying God where our sowing and giving is concerned and, where, and by obeying God in every other area. You find what you look for? I did. I, I want to read it out the passion. This is the season. Some of you just stepped So into. what are you reading? Tell them, let me know. Psalms 126. Psalms 126 in the Passion Translation. All right. It says, it was like a dream come true when you freed us from bondage and brought us back to Zion. Mm. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. My God. All of the nation saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Now, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. 
Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest of with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, oh. but they will return with a joyful laughter uh -huh. and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads. Arm Somebody say armloads. Arm ah, as they bring back armloads arm of, blessing of blessing and harvest overflow. overflowing. That is the scripture tied to release. Mm -hmm. He is turning your captivity, baby. Mm -hmm. It's about to be laughter where you had joy. You about to be, you go just be walking sometimes and you just go start laughing because it's going to be like it don't make sense, but it show may, show God. may God. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest of joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed. Yeah, there were some times mm -hmm, I had to cry. Mm -hmm. But they will return. It's my return time. With joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessings and harvest and a harvest overflowing. Mm. It is the year of the release. It is a year of release. Well, amen. Amen. Y'all ought to sow y'all seed into it this today. You ought to be glad to be a tither in this world right release. here today. It Glory to God. Of Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Armloads. 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 Blessings what, overflowing. You know what armloads are? Armloads is when you just trying to make one trip from the car to the house. And so you got armloads of stuff and then you dropping stuff, leaving a trail behind you. Literally, I am telling you, Arm, man, y'all ought to get that scripture mm -hmm. in your heart. You ought to get that scripture in your mm -hmm. heart. Hey, you ready to get out of here? You can go. Well, y'all have a great week and a Merry Christmas. We won't see you guys again before Christmas. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. Arm loads. Don't forget about uh, Christmas Eve service. Uh, not service, but Chris is going to be doing a, a, a Christmas Eve concert, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you have clicked like on Christian Valley Worships. You want to make sure that you have uh, went up to the page that you get the notification so that you know when she goes live. Because it's going to be great. It's a wonderful way to bring in uh, the, the, the Christmas Day uh, by doing that on, on New Year's at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the 24th of December. You and don't want to miss it. And then Wednesday, Bible study on the 23rd. And then Tuesday. And then Tuesday, we got prayer on the 22nd. Listen, we're going to rock right up in time to Christmas. You got prayer. You got the word. You got some singing. And then you're going to get to celebrate the reason for the for season. The season. Amen. Right. We love y'all. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. Y'all take care. Remember, if you haven't liked the Fellowship of Champions page, go and like it. Please. We, we are Listen, we're at 4,000. 488 likes i think it was last but last time i looked we need like 12 12 people who haven't liked the page to like the page to put us at 4500 and then all we'll need after that is about 500 more likes and then we get into the 5000 category and that's when facebook starts doing some extra stuff to promote your broadcast but we got to get there and we can do it with your help all so so if you haven't liked it like the page invite your friends to like the page share our page the Fellowship of Champions page. Listen, we are believing God for great things in 2021, and I know you are too. So let's get everybody we can to come together so we can teach the word of God and increase everybody's expectation so we can make sure that 2021 is the best year for as many people as possible. We love you. Hold on. Oh, you click off. Hey, Chris, get our picture. Cause they say we look cute. <laughs> get our picture. Chris. How do we gonna know when she's finished? She go, she'll take it. It won't take a long. Just smile. <laughs> it's so weird. Just smile. 
I bet she got a few. Okay. All right. We love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bye -bye. See y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>